I must just live right because today I've gotten to have two of my favorite people back to back in studio. And here is the second of those two. She is, for the moment, for a little while longer, the executive director of Downtown Springfield, Inc., Lisa Clemens-Stott. Welcome to the program. Great to see you face-to-face. I, I, th- I don't think I've actually seen you in person, maybe at the farmer's market a year ago. But, yeah, but we were masked up. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. So uh, to re- I'm not as funny as Jeremy, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, you, but in a way, you kind of are. You've, you've got a great sense of humor and uh, an amazing energy. And so we're here to talk about uh, the downtown bouncing back to life. It has been an extraordinarily long year, but things are really coming back. And in fact, one week from tonight, holy cow, Levitt Amp is back. This is very exciting. Yes. It's, you know, January, February was really tough, I think, emotionally, mentally for people. I mean, it's always our slow time of year downtown. And I think throughout retail and, you know, restaurants restaurant, right? Everybody spends a lot of money for the holidays, and then you kind of recede a little bit those months. Um, but right now, I mean, we have more people coming to the farmer's market than we've ever had. Uh, I think the whole Y Block is going to be covered with people during the Levitt Amp concert next week. So it's really nice to see people back and to and to have the businesses feeling that love from everybody again. You know, I, And I want to talk in more detail about the concert series, but I, I do want to ask you about that, because everybody wants that, wants to, to get people back back downtown, back seeing concerts and shows and moving and things. But it also feels like, to an extent, our brains have all been rewired a little bit over the past year. And and things that used to be very natural, very normal, not even a second thought, yeah, we're going down to see the concert tonight. Now people are like, uh, are we going to do that? So do you have concerns that maybe people uh, ha- have had their habits kind of change and it's going to take a little more coaxing to get them to come back down and, and, and see something like that? I I do think that there are people who are still feeling hesitant. I mean, I think about it sometimes, like, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? But we're seeing so many people at the farmer's market. Some people are still wearing masks. Some people are not. Um, It's There's just a real sense of let's get back at this. I think the value of the Y block that we've seen through the pandemic is it really can be that public gathering space that, you know, you don't have to rub up against other people. You can sit in a lawn chair. You can be six feet apart from people people. You can be in your pod. It's kind of a natural COVID space, whether it's, you know, COVID is raging or we're at the part where we're at now. So um, I I think that enough people are ready to get back out there that we will see them. We talked so much about it two years ago when we had the first go round of the Levitt Amp concerts. And then, like everything else, it fell into the abyss last year. So remind everybody again about the whole concept of Levitt Amp. We, we get a nice grant for it uh, with an intent behind it to, to create this concert series. So what what's it all about and how does that manifest itself in the acts that have been booked for the series this summer? So the Levitt Foundation is a California foundation and the gentleman he's passed he's passed on but the gentleman that founded it with his wife he was a young immigrant boy in Brooklyn and he and his father had a cart outside of a venue hall and that he could hear the music he could hear the beautiful music but they could never afford to pay for a ticket so free music is something that he really wanted his foundation to focus on the other part of it is activating an underutilized space so Springfield has been fighting over the future of the Y block for quite a while so we thought you know let's test something out. Let's let's test out if the community wants to gather there for various things. 
And it's working. I mean, Ancient Athletics is going to have a small competition there this month. And um, I've had requests from, uh, we're not the ones that book it. It is the city. But people ask me all the time, can we have our event there? Can we book an act there? And so I think it's showing that there is proof of concept that there is an interest in using that block for that type of thing. We've done street festivals historically as DSI and other organizations and because that's what we had. But now potentially the Y block could be something like that that's more formal and yet just still fun. Uh, two years we've received this grant from Levitt Amp, and as you know, part of it is to to get an underutilized space more utilized. But do we then become the victims of our own success? I mean, can we keep this going? Is that grant something that can continue to happen year after year? Or at a certain point, if this is really successful, they're like, well, it's not an underused space anymore, and we're going to move on to another community that hasn't advanced as far yet. Well, one of the things I'm very proud about um, during my time at DSI is that we try out some things, but then we work on permanent solutions. So this whole con- proof of concept that is Levitt Amp Springfield, we we already know that we get it next year. That's probably not very big news. Um, we haven't told enough people that yeah. yet. But the Levitt Foundation automatically gave us a third season because of COVID. They didn't want to do another national competition with things in, in flux. So we have three years. From what I've seen in other communities, we could have this four or five years. But I think what we need to keep focusing on is the permanent changes to that space. So, for example, when you're talking holiday walks this year, we're going to um, be partnering with some other organizations. Sangamon CEO is going to have their ice skating rink on the Y block this year. We're going to have special light features that another organization is going to bring to the table. And, you know, Further down the road, we need to expand our farmer's market. We are busting at the seams on Adams Street. So the Y Block seems like a great place to have a year-round farmer's market where we would have some type of a um, building for the indoor space in the winter where we could have vendors and then it would spread out on the lawn. So I think there's a lot of different ways to activate it for the future that we need to be thinking about. We're also tomorrow going to be hearing the results of this Next 10 effort that the Community Foundation of the Land of Lincoln has put together. Some big plans for our future that is intended to include some discussion about a a plan for downtown and more utilization of these outdoor spaces, outdoor dining and things like that. So it it seems like we're on the brink of, you know, potentially some big things here and you're leaving. Why are you leaving downtown Springfield, Inc. at this moment? I feel like it's a moment in time coming out of the pandemic where we've done so much work in the last six years to really bring everyone together to set all of these plans up that I am I will be handing it off to my successor in a great place. We have plans. We've got 20 different committees working right now on our strategic plans. We have a 18 month post pandemic strategy. We've had great talks with the mayor. We've had great talks with the state. Um, I, I think I'm handing it off in a really good place. You know, it just it was just one of those things I think that happens to people. You know, I, I hear that, you know, um, COVID quitting is a trend. You know, there's there's been a lot of stress over the last few years. It just seemed to me that I had put in 10 years working on downtown revitalization and the time was right for me to to think beyond and and also being very proud of, of what I am handing off because there are so many people passionate about downtown right now there's so many great things happening there's still challenges that we need to face but it is a good in a good place i'm going to ask you a question that it may be against your nature to to answer uh but uh, i'm going to 
put it out there anyway, because a lot of people are asking about it, about whether there was a level of frustration in the job. We, we know that, for example, there have been controversies about, say, the Adams family patio, uh, decisions that were made along those lines, again, about the Y block and how it's going to be utilized and so on and so forth. Was that in any way uh, a factor here? Did, did you just find yourself sometimes beating your head against a wall? Um, I think any Main Street director would say that there is frustration in the job. Um, Certainly, you know, there are strategies that we always, you know, I I think of us as a river and there are rocks in our path and we just have to keep moving around them. So I really don't spend a lot of time dwelling on the roadblocks. I just think, okay, what's the next way to get around it? Um, So, you know, I I think any job is frustrating. I think being a Main Street director can be frustrating, but there's so much there's so much joy in it as well. There's so much satisfaction that you can have an idea. You can hear someone complain about something, wake up the next morning with an idea about how to solve it and, and get it done in two weeks. It is that type of environment. Uh, you were initially going to leave at the end of May, and that's been now pushed back to the end of June. You mentioned to me off air. Um, are, are you involved in the search for the next director? And what does the next director need to know to, to do this job well? I'm not involved in a search. That would be incredibly awkward. Um, I What they need to know it, is that... Um, I mean, it it really is people. Someone doesn't need to come in to reinvent the wheel at this point, which is great. Um, someone needs to be um, a strong spokesperson for downtown. There's no doubt. Um, you need to be someone that can bring people together because it's difficult. We, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, people are are still very nervous about their bottom line. It's hard to bring people together on issues, um, and then also just um, really enjoy. People, you have to really enjoy people to do this work. And and my philosophy is always nothing happens with one person. It is always how many partnerships you can build and how many people you can bring to the table. And, and everybody else's brains coming to the table are going to make it better. So that type of philosophy, they will do very well. Uh, at the start of the pandemic, there was a, a, a big fear. We would lose a lot of restaurants. We'd lose a lot of retail. People were forced to be closed or to really modify their business model for a long time. It, it doesn't seem like it wound up being quite as bad as we had feared at the beginning. But give us the assessment as to where we are now coming out of the pandemic compared to just before the pandemic in terms of uh, the number of businesses, the amount of empty space. You know, How, how do we rebuild from that? We are down in restaurants. You can tell um, on some of these weeknights when legislatures in town and people are coming downtown, we are seeing tourists again. So you can see that our existing restaurants are busting at the seams. And we really do. We did lose. We lost some great restaurants to retirement. And then we, we did lose some restaurants to other locations in the city. I always say downtown is a great place to start your business. You can get so rapidly successful and people love you so much that you can grow and expand your space and, and get bigger. So I don't have a problem with the entrepreneurial churn that's downtown. And, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But we do have spaces for restaurants that are available right now. And I think the big problem is a lack of we I've had people come to me and say they want to open a restaurant downtown. But there is a lack of capital and run opening a restaurant, especially without um, having exist pre-existing kitchen equipment is very expensive. It's a, it's a high capital cost. So, you know, we're looking at different strategies about how to create, how to move that entrepreneurial chain forward and actually maybe create some type of grant program with the city 
in order to fund some of those upfront costs. So retail-wise, um, we did very well. We, we almost stayed at 100%. We just had one retailer um, leave recently, but we, we were able to hold our own. And, and those of us who remain, it's a very strong group. They're very committed to staying, and they're also very committed to making downtown what they want it to be. What else do people need to know about downtown in in the months ahead? Uh, Things to see, things to do, things to, to look for, reasons to come downtown. Uh, so, of course, the old Capital Farmers Market, you know, number one thing to do on a, on a Saturday morning for sure. Very excited about Love at Amp Springfield starting 10 weeks, June 3rd, every Thursday night. Totally free. Bring a picnic dinner and come and join us. Uh, we're, we're a real big diversity of, of music. Our restaurants and our bars are starting to be able to book music again. So um, we do have a lot of activities like that. And one, I'm super excited about this. We're launching a program called Rep the City, which is for um, people ages 25 and under. They're, we're calling them ambassadors. It's kind of a social media influencer program. We have 50 young people who are going to have... Uh, specific experiences in downtown Springfield over the course of June. 150 different slots, so three opportunities for each kid. And and I'm calling them a kid because you know, um, yeah, and know. Uh, <laughs> you know, and um, and and they're you're gonna see people are gonna see them all over social media. And what's really exciting to me is there's so much to do downtown and it doesn't involve alcohol. People say all the time, like, oh, if you don't do the bars, you're not young enough to go to the bars again. I would say that 90% of the activities we've created for this group of Rep the City is is non-alcohol related. So um, it's a really good time to come downtown, revisit the the businesses, all these local owners who care so much and, and are just trying to do a lot of different things. If you ever need an old guy to come down to Recycled Records and say, oh, Gary Lewis and the Playboys on vinyl, I'm your guy. You can just, you know, reach out and let me know. Well, but, you're uh, going to be at the at the State of Sound all the time, aren't you? I mean, well, that, that's another big exciting thing this yeah. summer is that the ALPLM is having that new exhibit. I mean, I think that's going to attract a lot of local people who maybe haven't been back for a few years. Definitely like to get back down there to that working radio studio. It's a, a great place. And yeah, and things are definitely reopening. Very exciting time. Lisa Clemens-Stott, uh, thank you for shepherding the, uh, the, the whole operation. Uh, through the pandemic. Uh, we're going to miss your presence as part of Downtown Springfield, Inc., but, but are we going to still have your presence in downtown and, and in the community? It's very hard to shut this off. I need to read Jeremy's book, so I so I learn how to shut it off, like you said it made you. Um, so I, I'm not going to wake up on July 1st and have it be done. There's a lot. There's still some things I want to accomplish downtown as a volunteer and, and some other things for the good of the community. We wish you all the best. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Great to see you. Thank you, Jim.